Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Opinionated Brother Podcast. I am your host, Devante. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, we are presented to you by Tyronza Hicks and Company, THC, of course. Powered by the Made by Opinion app, if you would like to get into podcasting. Um, the Made by Opinion app is right on iTunes, um, the Apple Store, I'm sorry. Um, if you like to venture in there, dip your toes in it, you know, soak your feet in it, you know what I'm saying? Do whatever you want to do. But how's, how's everybody's week? Um, I've... I think every I think um, I've had a, a wonderful, wonderful week. Um, I have a brief testimony that I'm going to give before I get into the second half of the show, um, because this week has been actually just month has just been amazing to me. And like I said, every week that I, I love to come to you guys um, every week just to do what I love to do. Talk that shit. Give the real um on the things that's going on in the world today. And we have a lot, a lot to get into today, guys. We're going to be a little a little bit serious, not too serious, but we're going to be a little serious today because a lot has been going on in this week. Um, I've been watching some of my favorite uh, media sources, listening to my favorite podcasts, and um, everything that's been happening in the world with um, things that's happening in Virginia, um, the things that's happening in Barcelona right now, um, terrorist attacks um, across the world, um, terrorist attacks here um, um, in America, um, down in uh, Charlesville. Um, it's just it's just horrendous. But we're going to get into a lot of that um, in the first half. So let me just break down the first half of the show for y'all. So we're going to definitely talk about the rise in Virginia and everything that's happening over there. Um, we're going to talk about the 45 and who and who else is the 45? Because Donald Trump is our 45. I don't call him my president. I call him the 45. That is why he is. For, we're going to talk about him um, for some seconds. We're also going to talk about how uh, 50 Cent leaked power to um, increase the ratings. Um, like I said last week, I, I wasn't surprised if this was um, 50 Cent who did do this. But, you know, we're going to get into that, too. Um, my MVP of the week is Quavo. We're going to talk about Quavo. And my that's my MVP of the week because, honestly, y'all, he has been doing the damn thing. Y'all got to understand Quavo. Uncle Quavo has been doing the shit. So we're going to talk about him. And we're also going to talk about Colin Kaepernick, of course, and um, the protest that is coming up this Wednesday. Um, but I also want to talk about um, I also want to bring forth to the forefront how um, Marshawn Lynch and Mar- um, Michael Bennett have expressed their concerns um, and their protests in the NFL, you know, by just sitting down and not kneeling, but sitting down during the national anthem and how. These these athletes 
Um, some are protesting. It's funny how the NFL athletes who are not guaranteed contracts are are protesting more than the NBA's athletes who are guaranteed nine-figure contracts. So we're definitely going to talk about that because I have some concerns and problems with that. And our hot topic of the day. Now, this this may come off and and. This 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 may need another person, but for me to talk with. But I I, I wanted to um, just I want y'all to just, like I said every week I want y'all to ponder the hot topic of the day that we're going to talk about for the second half of the show. So who apologizes more, men or women, when they do something wrong in their relationship? I want y'all to ponder that for a minute because that that question comes off a a picture that I saw off the shade room. And if you follow shade room, please follow shade room. Um, it comes off a picture that I found on the shade room where they had um, Arthur and I forgot the girl, the other girl name. And it says and it said, like, um, I'm sorry. Can we just get something to eat? You know, that that was the, the note to Arthur. You know what I'm saying? And, they, they you know, Arthur's fist balled up. You know what I'm saying? But um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to we're going to get that into the second half of the show. So let's get started. Um, so let's talk about power. Let's get into that first. Um, now, as y'all know, the three episodes um, of power, the last three episodes of power leaked on Facebook um, at a viewing uh, about last week, I believe. And they were posted on Facebook and every some and basically everybody on my timeline. And I know everybody who loves and watch power like I do went damn near ballistic. I know me and my friends was like, what the hell? Like, why are we? Um, sitting here damn near um, watching power on Facebook. And like I said last week, the quality of it was horrible. It was just, it was just horrendous. Now, it's been reported um, on Twitter <laughs> via my friends. Uh, we actually message. We, we have a PS. We have a lot of messages. We have a group message through our text message. And we have a group message through like Twitter. We have a group message through like Instagram. Like, like they keep me up to date with everything. So my boys... Sent, sent uh one of my boys Cordell sent a uh, a um a message to us and it said that 50 cent leaked power to to basically boost the ratings. Now like I said last week y'all I'm not I wasn't gonna be surprised if this man sat here and leaked power. Here we are 50 cent leaked power. Okay so 50 you leaked power <laughs> Honestly, I'm really not surprised because that's something your petty ass would do. You know what I'm saying? You just you just so petty like that. You know what I'm saying? Because honestly, as y'all know, um 50 Cent wants to leave wants to leave Stars because um I guess Stars is not, you know, cooperating with 50 Cent and the cast of Power, I believe. They're, you know, I I don't know if it's money wise. I don't know if it's production. I don't know per se, but I know 50 just wants to leave stars because it's not working out between the both of them. So in that sense, I'm like when 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 I heard it and when it was posted on Twitter and everything that 50 Cent leaked power, I was like, well, not really surprised that he leaked it, but you leaked it for ratings. Dude, you are going to get high ratings, period. You know, Power is one of the... Honestly, Power and Insecure are two of my favorite shows and probably two of the best shows that's on TV right now. Um, because I hear a lot of people saying that Empire is getting a little bit too overzealous, over excessive. I agree. Um, 
it's very it's it's empire has gone i i loved empire the first like maybe season and a half two seasons but you know now they're in the fourth season first of all i have to clap it up and then they're in their like fourth fifth season i believe but um it's getting a little overzealous now you know and i and i know that um miss taraji p henson who i love to death um even said in her book that she wrote that she's getting tired of playing cookie. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people are getting tired of seeing just the lions come together. You know, you know, what would be good, though. You know, it'd be dope if 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 pet, if if petty cent, <laughs> if 50 cent is not so petty. I think power and and um, empire should do like a crossover episode together. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I really think that I, I think that would bring in a lot more ratings. I think that that scene because you have two men in lucius and uh ghost who are very successful men who come from the streets who were drug lords on the streets and they're now successful men one has a empire who is making music he has a son's making music has this beautiful beautiful music label and is rocking around the world while the other is um a very wealthy club owner and about to um if y'all seen the last episode before this episode today um has a new club a, a very wealthy club he's an ex drug dealer i don't want to call him a drug dealer now but he's an ex drug dealer and you know he has a family that he loves and supports him but they all lie you know what i'm saying i think that the, the premise of both is that they're all sneaky you can't trust anybody in both shows so if you do a, i think um 50 cent just hear me out when i say this hear me out i really feel like y'all should do a crossover episode because i now i'm not saying i don't i don't i don't know how it would go you know what I'm saying? How you would intertwine that. But I think y'all have some great writers um, and some great um, screenwriters and producers who can probably come up with some great ideas to make a crossover episode happen. Because you, you've had The Simpsons. You've had Family Guy. Um, you've had... Uh, I can't think of some other crossovers. But you've had some good crossover episodes that have happened. Um, and... You know, I think just on that point, I think y'all should have a crossover episode. Maybe Cookie comes on Power one time or Lucius or Ghost goes on Empire one time and meets Lucius. You know, just and then have a nice little crossover episode where Power and Empire come together because a lot of people are gravitating toward Power now. You know what I'm saying? Because Power is such a great, great show. And a lot of people will sit here and say that Power is very low budget and it may be low budget, but they getting them checks, though. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, with Empire, they're so high budget that their ratings are going down now. They were so great in the, in the beginning. And I'm like, you know, I think what the thing is with Empire is they've lost their essence of audience. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know that they lost me as an audience member. And it's nothing to do with the cast because I love the cast wholeheartedly. The cast is dope. I just think when it comes to the screenwriting and the writing per se, the producing of it, I think they should go in another direction. I don't know what direction they're going in right now because I haven't kept up with Empire. But I just feel as though they should just go in another direction and, you know, maybe have a crossover episode. So 50, uh, like I said, 50, I'm not surprised that you leaked power to raise ratings um i don't know why you did it but i'm not surprised that you did it but 
you were going to get the ratings anyway. You you stars puts out power what at twelve midnight on a sun on Sunday night, like literally Sunday morning, like going from Saturday going into Sunday, twelve twelve midnight Sunday, it comes out. So you can either watch it on the stars app or you can watch it when it comes on at ten ten or ten thirty on stars. So you really. You really, really didn't do nothing. And like I said, the, the quality on Facebook was bad anyway. You could have did better. You know what I'm saying? If you was going to leak it, please leak it with some great quality. 50, come on now. You you worth about, what, 300, 400 million, 500 million dollars? Come on now. You can do better than that. All right. So let's move on to some serious, <sighs> serious, serious business, people. Um, So we're going to kind of intertwine number the 45 and the riots in virginia now if you haven't heard about the riots in virginia i need y'all to stay woke um um the riots in virginia have happened um for last week before numerous days um if you haven't heard about it in charlesville uh virginia um the uh the white nationalists, uh neo-nazis and kkx kkk members or kkk members um Damn near rode into, <laughs> well, not rode, but like literally rode into Charlesville, Virginia, and they don't live there. I don't, let me let me say that right now. They didn't. They they are not residents there. You know what I'm saying? They they rode in there just to make a scene and start a riot, and they killed a they killed somebody who was doing some peaceful protesting. Um, as you know, um, some uh, a white nationalist ran, ran over. Uh, protesters with his car, um, and if I believe so, if my if my memory serves me right, he did he got um, second degree manslaughter, I believe, but or attempted manslaughter, I believe, um, second degree attempted manslaughter when he should have got damn near attempted murder and murder. You know what I'm saying? There's no first of all, there was no attempted anywhere. You you knew what you were doing when you sat there. And you ran over those people. You you knew exactly what the fuck you were doing. Like there there was no attempt at anything. You ran over those people with the intent to kill, with the intent to hurt, with the intent to literally get them off the street by any means necessary. And that was not peaceful protesting at all. Um, so I seen um on a on the shade room again that uh some of the protesters took down a Confederate uh the Confederate statue um of the general. I, can't think of his name for sure, but they, they, um, if you go on there, they actually, and if you look it up, they actually, um, took the statue down. Now that also goes into the 45. Now, Donald Trump decided that he wanted to have a press conference again about the riots that were happening in Virginia and everything that was going on in the world. And it went from a press conference to literally the media versus Donald, like they were going in his ass, and Donald was trying to, and and, and what and, and what pissed me off was Donald sat here and made it seem as though the protesters, the peaceful protesters, the one that are the ones that are just sitting here, just peaceful protesting in the streets, and the ones who are the the white nationalists, the neo Nazis, and the KKK members that are sitting here hurting and abusing these peaceful protesters. Are, he basically called them the same. Go, go watch the video. He literally called them the same. He was like, "Well, there's, well, there's bad blood on, you know, there's, there's bad things on both sides, and they're both acting, you know, unaccordingly and everything like that." I said, Un- "What? 
What do you mean? I didn't see none of these peaceful protesters, white, black, whatever race, protesting on the Confederate, protesting, no matter what race they were. I did not see these peaceful protesters doing what these white nationalists, what these neo-Nazis and these KKK members were doing to these on the other side. So you're going to sit here and tell me that they're, they're acting the same way. No, they were walking the streets in a peaceful protest. Two people, two to people got killed. I, I can't even give the number because people got hurt. Numerous of people got injured. Numerous of people got killed during this peaceful protest. The governor had to put Virginia in a state of emergency, like I said last week. And Donald is going to come out and sit here and say that, oh, the that on both sides, they're acting wild. Let me say something to you, Donald, because I, have, I haven't really spoke on you in a minute. But let me say something to you. This is your doing. Okay, this is this is this is your doing. These are the people that voted for you. Now, do you re, let, let's let's recant here. Okay, let, let let's bring it back for a minute. 2012. Obama won his second term. Am I not correct? I was if, I, if I'm not correct, that's when he got into his, his second term in office. Right. Right. Okay. I was a freshman then. Okay. Fast forward four years. We knew Obama's time in office was coming. Everybody was like, can we get this man a third term? What's up? Because we don't want nobody else in office but Obama. Right. Now, a lot of people can sit here and say Obama didn't do a lot for the community, as I will say. But I will rebuttal that and sit here and say he's the president of the United States. He was the first black president of the United States. And he was the first black president of the United States in a sea of white sharks that did not want him to move, uh, navigate through the waters at all. So he did what he could with the resources that he had. And he, he did a lot. Yes, he didn't do. He couldn't do a lot for the black community. Yes, he couldn't do a lot for the. Actually, he did. He did enough for the black community for I Listen. I didn't have a problem with Obama, okay? A lot of his policies didn't agree with. A lot of his policies I did agree with. But overall, Obama was a great president in my time, in my lifetime, okay? So I, I can't speak for um, the older folks who've seen presidents, you know, Reagan, um, Bush, Bill, uh, Bush senior, you know, I can't speak for all that because I was young back then. I, I, I was born in 94. So who was in office back then? Bush senior. You know what I'm saying? I, when I got of age, Obama was in office in 08. So that was literally to me, that was my first president. You know what I'm saying? In my eyes, that was my first president that I actually knew and that I actually got into politics with. So yes, I kind of studied Obama. I didn't study him really, really well, but I studied Obama. I looked at him and I said, yeah, some, some things are not here, but some things are here. But you know what? You did a really good job and I appreciate you. I thank you. You know what I'm saying? Because while I was in college, I was able to pat. I was able to get financial aid. He did that. He helped us college students out for sure. So I, I applaud you, Obama. But let's get back to 45 for a minute. 2015. I'm sorry, 20, 2014 to 2015 is when Donald Trump announced that he was running for president. Now, a lot of us, including myself, did not believe that man for one hot second. It, everybody on every media source, I mean, from sports networks to CNN, sat here and said, this man is not running for president, nor is he going to win. Fast forward to 2016, the election day between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Now, 
if you we go from 2015 to 2016, his whole campaign, right? He didn't do nothing but slander people's names. Okay, if you watch, if you go back and watch the Republican uh, primary debate, if you go back and watch everything that he has done. He has done nothing but slander even Republicans' names. He's slandered every name that he had to fight. Slander, right? Okay. He promised policies that he's not going to put in place. And I'm telling you that now. He's not going to put them in place. He promised white America, racist white America, a lot of things. And racist white America... Like Van Jones said, this was a white lash against Obama. What happened? 2016, right? He got the Republicans nominee for the presidential candidate of the United States of America. Hillary Clinton got the Democratic. Okay, cool. Now, everybody thought, you know, with these two, you know, nobody really liked Hillary. No, nobody really liked Trump. All right. But I take Hillary any day. I had a Clinton's back in office. Hey, Bill can be the first man again. I mean, the first man. You know what I'm saying? We can work with that. I can work with that. Let's see what you're about, Hillary. Because I damn for sure wasn't voting for Trump. So nobody thought that Trump was going to actually get that far. Everybody's like, oh my God, Trump's gotten this far? Whoa. Hmm. Once I started to actually see his campaign strategies, I said, this man is about to win. We're about to have Donald Trump in office. And get this. He's not a politician, people. This man is not a politician. He's an entertainer. He's a businessman. He runs The Apprentice, right? Behind the scenes. He did Miss USA behind the scenes. And then what happened on election day? I remember me, my friend Cordell, or I'm sorry, my bro Cordell, my bro um, Patrick sitting there on that couch watching it. Watching how the states turned red really, really quick. They turned red so quick that I thought that I'm thinking I'm, I'm looking and I'm like, oh, my God. What is happening? I mean, it was by a landslide. This was this was not a Mitt Romney Obama or a John McCain Obama close race. Maybe. No, this was a landslide. This was not even it wasn't even close. Right. So now fast forward here. 2017. We have this man in office and now everybody's pissed. Even the people that voted for him are pissed. What are you pissed off for? This is what you wanted. You voted for a man who promised you policies and 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 promised you things of certain sorts that he's not going to implement. This man doesn't even know politics to begin with. He can tell you that himself. He doesn't know shit. He needed Obama to transition him into the White House. Come on now. Did y'all see the picture? Did y'all see the picture before? I? There was a picture that I posted on my old Instagram. And I wrote a poem about it. And... When I tell you that picture with Obama and Donald Trump looked so staged, you could see in Obama's face that he wasn't fucking with it. So now let's fast forward here to these riots. Donald, 
I don't want to hear you come out with a press conference and say that this is this is blasphemy. What is happening in the world? Oh, no, 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 no. This is what you wanted. This is this is this right here is what you wanted, my brother, because now the people that voted for you see that you're not making a move. So what they're going to do, they're going to make a move. And what are you doing? Not a damn thing to stop them. So here's my thing to you, Mr. Trump. I need you to step down. I know that if you step down or if you get impeached that we're going to get Mike Pence and that's even twice as worse. But I really need you to step down now. I, I, I said it. I said I said for a long time that if, if you step down, Mike Pence is going to be twice as worse. And I don't want that. I'd rather deal with you. But you know what? If we keep having all this hate and not recognizing the hate that is in this goddamn country, I don't know what you want. Really? Seriously. So let's let's go. Let's take that into Colin Kaepernick, his protesting in the NBA, because Colin still doesn't have a job, if I'm not mistaken. Please, if you please, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I, I still don't see Colin Kaepernick with a football in his hand, with a helmet on, nor a jersey. So and like I said yesterday, Colin, I don't I feel as if your purpose is not in football anymore, obviously, because God has a higher purpose for you. So the protest, like I said, um, is happening on August 23rd. A lot of um, a lot more um, black organizations are protesting with this. I think Spike Lee was the first one to say that we're putting this together. And once you get one of the most um, notorious black filmmakers on board with this, you have to listen. You know what I'm saying? You have to. It's, It's not a problem. So. Going into that, um, Martell, uh, Martellus, um, <laughs> Michael Bennett and Marshawn List sat down during the national anthem. Now, these are two football players who are very well known, not only in the NFL community, but in America, period. They, um, Marshawn Lynch plays for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Michael Bennett plays for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. And they are very, very well known. Um, very, There are veterans in the game. Um, and... They do things by their own rules. So now let's now, now now let's talk about how these NFL players who are not guaranteed contracts at all can get cut at any time are protesting so hard. Where are my NBA players at though? Because I'm putting the APB out on y'all. Where are my NBA players at? Because honestly. I didn't see not one NBA player tweet. I did not see one NBA player post nothing until, like my uncle Stephen A. said, LeBron James says something. LeBron James literally has to say something in order for y'all to talk. Dude, you NBA players, which make black players, which are damn near most of the NBA and most of the NFL, the NBA players, the black NBA players make up most of the NBA, right? Right. So you telling me you have to let King James say something before your ass say something? But you're guaranteed a contract, though. So John Wall, where are you? DeMarcus Cousins, where are you? Anthony Davis, where are you? Shit, Dwayne Wade, where are you? Kevin Durant, where are you? Stephen Curry, where are you? Clay Thompson, hello, all these stars, even, even the ones who are on the bench. Where are you? Because obviously the only one who was socially conscious is LeBron James. So I'm asking, 
I'm putting the APB out. I need y'all to do better because I'm using my voice. I'm using my platform, but I don't have a, I don't have that, that status per se, as you do that you can sit here and tweet and get 2,000, 3,000 to 10,000 retweets and likes and shit like that. And people actually listen. Where are you? Where, where's your head at? Are you scared that you're going to lose your job? Because Adam Silver has already come out and said he loves his players socially conscious. LeBron James is the best player in the world. And if Adam Silver wanted to fire him, or if his general manager wanted to fire him, he would have been fired by now. But no, he's still here. And like I said, Adam Silver has come out and said, I like, I like that my players are socially conscious because we need to make this aware. We need to be aware of this shit. So I asked again, my black NBA players, my NBA players, period, where are you? You are the ones with the guaranteed nine to 10 figure contracts. Where are you? Making damn near two to about five to six million a year. That's just off of just a regular star contract. Now, if we go LeBron, if we go Kyrie, if we go John Wall, if we go Isaiah Thomas, y'all make about a good 10 million a year. If we go Stephen Curry, who just signed a great deal, James Harden, Anthony, where are y'all? Speak up. Because obviously nothing is getting spoke on. And I know y'all have kids. Y'all want y'all kids to see this shit? Because kids should not be able to see color. They have friends. I know your kids have very biracial friends. White, black, blue, green. Don't matter. So y'all want them to see this? Speak up. It is time to stop sitting your hot ass down and making so many motherfucking commercials that you can sit here and make a commercial about how our motherfucking country is falling apart. Because of some white nationalists, some KKK members, and some neo-Nazis. It's time for y'all to step up, bro. It is. It's time for to step up. All right? So we're going to get off that real quick because I just, I just got hot. <laughs> I just got really hot. So we're going to talk about my MVP of the week. Hey, it's the MVP of the week. Hey, and the MVP of the week goes to my boy, Uncle Quavo of the Migos. Now, I would have gave Migos the whole thing, you know what I'm saying? But, I, you know, I love me some Migos. Uh, absolutely. Um, been loving Migos since they ever, since they came out in like 20, what, 2011, 2012. You know what I'm saying? They had all the ratchet music. They was, you know what I thought about Migos when I, when I heard them? If y'all, if y'all remember Travis Porter. If, I know y'all remember Travis Porter. Y'all wanna see some ass? I wanna see some cash. Get them dollars. I felt like they were the newer version, the hyper version of Travis Porter. You know, they actually made it out the, you know, made it out the hood and actually made it big time. But um, my MVP, my MVP goes to Quavo because Quavo has literally been on every song on the radio. I hear Quavo's voice every single damn time. Now understand. Um, Quavo is known for his ad-libs, his voice, his, um, his auto-tune, and the way he uses his voice. I think a lot of people love him for that. He's crossed over. The Migos have crossed over, but Quavo himself has been a crossover sensation. He has done songs with, um... Damn, what's his name? His name is like Liam something, but they have a top 10 hit. You see he done did um, um, 
DJ Khaled, um, I'm the one. Uh, culture, of course, was a phenomenon. Uh, and a lot more songs that he's on that he and, and the thing about it is he gets the MVP because he just doesn't really put himself on. He brings takeoff and and offset on for the ad libs and shit. You feel what I'm saying? So as 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 I look at Quavo, I look at him as a as a fearless leader, as as somebody who I definitely, definitely admire and I respect because he's doing so much in the game right now and he's moving. He's not just working with just black artists, he's working with everybody. He's working for uni- he's working universally. Um sorry, universal uh artists around the world. He he going everywhere and he's taking he's taking offset and takeoff. Now don't get me wrong, offset and takeoff are dope because um on the night call, when the, when the night call, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that's my jam. Takeoff can spit that damn listen. I need y'all to go and listen to Night Call right now. Boy can boy got bars. That last verse, takeoff got bars, and people don't even know it. Takeoff got bars. Offset code. Like Migos is cold, period. So Quavo, you get my MVP of the week, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. Migos, keep grinding, keep shining. All right, so we're gonna get take a little break real quick and we're going to get into the second half of the show this is the opinionated brother podcast presented to you by tyronza hicks and company powered by the made by opinionf what's going on everybody welcome back to the opinionated brother podcast with your host Devonte. um we are powered by the made by opinionf presented to you by tyronza hicks and company thc now i know that um we're about to get into the hot topic of the day but i also i just want to briefly um give a testimony real quick um if you haven't read my blog yet um my blog goes in depth into my testimony um, about how this year has been a trying but rewarding year. So I definitely want to just give you guys just my testimony really quick. So um, almost a year ago, um, about a year ago, April April 2016, I graduated with my bachelor's in um, communications um, in liberal arts and sciences here at Grand Valley State University. And at that moment, I did not have a plan. Right. I didn't have a plan for what I wanted to do. I didn't even know where to go, how to start, what, you know, what it was. And and part of that was because I didn't really use the resources that I had um, to actually get where I needed to go. Um, and, and during that time, I was 22 and I just wanted to graduate. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people, you know, what I'm saying do just want to graduate and get the fuck on. And. I was just like, you know. I was scared, you know, I wasn't really trusting in God at that time, and, you know, I would sit here and say, like, oh, I'm keeping the, keeping the faith, keeping the faith, but at the same time, I didn't even know what faith was, you know what I'm saying? I didn't even know how to even use faith, you know what I'm saying? I didn't even know what F-A-I-T-H even meant, you know, so I I, I got scared, and, and, and I, took, I took backwards steps, you know, I went back home, um, back to Detroit, lived with my mom. And, you know, got a good job, you know what I'm saying? Had my car and everything. And the thing about it was God will sit here and make you uncomfortable to sit here and literally um, make a point. You know, so once I got back home, I'm thinking everything is going to be fine. You know, and at this time I'm smoking weed like it, it, it's it's cloud nine. You know what I'm saying? I'm smoking blunts like da 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 da. And... 
it, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. You know, um, I missed my friends. I missed everything about being back up in uh, Allendale. And I probably missed cottage life for a minute. You know what I'm saying? I had my girl, you know, I had my, my ex-girl at the time and she was riding with me and it was beautiful. But at that moment, depression started to kick in, but I didn't even know it was depression. So fast forward um, three months after, you know, me and my mom got into a big argument, which I totally, totally just ugh, never will happen again. Like it, it was just so bad. Like I live with my auntie and my grandmother for a minute. Then I moved with my uncle and then I moved back up here and quit my job. Um, fast forward, I got my car repoed. It was gone. Um, I gave it away because I couldn't make the payments no more on the payments and the insurance because I was working a part-time job trying to pay a $200 car note with a $300 insurance. It wasn't happening. Um, trying to find jobs and everything that were in my field, trying to use my degree. But, and I was being picky, you know, I was being picky at the time. And I'm just like, what are you doing to me, God? What is happening? Literally took everything away from me. Car, relationship, um, job, everything. And I was down and out. So I definitely used smoking as a, as a coping mechanism just to, just, to, just to get it all out my head. And it felt good for me. You know, smoking, smoking will make you feel good for a temporary period of time. But then you have, but then once it goes away, you're back to square one. You know what I'm saying? So... It just, it, it, for a minute, I was so down and out that my friends, I, rem- I, I remember this so vividly. I was so down and out that my friends came to me and literally sat me down and was like, what's wrong with you, bro? We worried about you. What's going on? Because you're not being Thai. You're not being yourself. And I looked and I'm like, what do you mean I'm not being myself? I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, and, and, and sometimes even the strongest people don't want to hear the realest shit. And I'm, and I'm the one to sit here and preach to you. You know, I'm the realest, you know what I'm saying? And it took me being real on myself right then and there. And I took it all in and I didn't want to hear it at first, but then it clicked in my head. I wasn't myself at that time. You know, what, what came out of that depression was my company. You know, what, what came out of that was my company. But still, I was still not feeling it. You know, I was still kicked in with the depression. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't good on my mental and that's why I stopped doing my Facebook live videos and everything like that because I was I, it was good for a minute, but I stopped. I didn't have structure. I didn't have a foundation set. I didn't have everything that I wanted to set set. And God was like, "You're rushing this. I'm glad you have this idea. I'm glad that I put this idea, and I'm glad that I laid this kind of foundation for you. But you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. You're definitely not ready yet. And in that moment, my friends just looked at me and said. You are the strong one. Don't think just because you're the strong one, you're not the one to not get picked up. Listen, I was on my my friend's couch and I got called worthless, a bum. Why is he sleeping on the couch? Why is he doing this, this and that? 
Is he doing anything with his life? And when you hear stuff like that, sometimes, you know, you, you know, people tell you don't worry about it, but it gets to you. It does. It really does get to you sometimes. And, and it but my friends reminded me. My family reminded me, I'm sorry, that no matter what situation you going through, God always got you. He has a purpose for you. He got a plan. He made me fall to the ground, to the whole ground, to literally rise from the ashes again. And with the help of my friends and my family, not even my friends, I don't want to stop saying that. They're my family now. Family. They've been my family for about five years and counting. (laughs) With the help of them, they literally got me back on the right path, got me back on the purpose that I needed to get on. And I remember going to the revolution in Grand Rapids and um, they had a prayer garden. And I just remember saying, God, all right, you know what? I'm giving it all to you now. I said, I don't know where you want me to go. I don't know how you want me to do things, but I'm giving it all to you. And I want to start anew, change my mind, structure my restructure, my foundation and help me to grind, get back to the grind. Because if you know me that I'm a grinder, I'm always working. I hated not working at that time. And I told myself and I said, let's just get back to the grind. And that's what God did, slowly but surely. I started working at a bar and grill, um, Mully's Bar and Grill, and it was amazing. You know, I, I loved it, even though, you know, you know, any any place of work has drama, but I loved it. You know, God blessed me with a job, and every blessing that he blessed me with, I took it. I said, thank you so much, God. I appreciate it. Had to walk to work. Had to sit here and, you know, got back into working out slowly but surely. Um, started paying back the people that helped me out when I was down and out. And literally, things started to happen, right? Podcast came. And I'm like, whoa, what's happening? And, and I'm not questioning God at all. Like, I'm sitting here like, okay, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And I'm just saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And one thing that I wanted to do more for myself was pray and talk to God more. And I started to do that. Started to do that. I'm still, still working on it and still doing it more and more and more each day. And started talking to him more, started talking to him more. And things started to just, the wheels started to turn a little bit faster each time, each time. And I learned patience. I learned how to have patience. I'm still learning how to have patience. But I started learning how to have patience for real. Understand that I applied for grad school three, four months ago, right? And I'm like, you know what? God got it. Nope. Here we go. Let's see. And God tested me. He said, let's see if you really, really want grad school. Let's see if you really, really want these jobs that you had to. Let's see if you really want it. Let's see. Let's see if you want this pocket. Let's see if you really, really want it. Let's see how hard you're going to work for it. So what did I do? I took the downtime that I had to revamp my company, to change names, to revamp, to sit here and do what I needed to do for me. Once I started doing what I needed to do for me, I got blessed even more. And I worked twice as hard to get blessed four times as harder. So fast forward to now. 
two jobs, my own apartment that I'm doing my podcast in right now. Thank the Lord. And um, I will be starting grad school in the fall for my master's in communications. And I will be graduating in 2019 with my master's in communications. When I tell you that I just bawled tears of joy, um, I wrote my blog post yesterday and I, and I, and, and <laughs> I told my best friend, she was like, you got to proofread that. She was like, yo, you, you was bawling tears. She was like, yeah, you, you got to proofread that because God, <laughs> you were sitting there crying so much that you, <laughs> but it was just like, you know, I cried because writing that post, if I, I showed y'all what I've been through and People will sit here and try to slander you and try to talk about you and sit here and slander your name and you have to keep moving forward. You're going to get knocked down. There are going to be obstacles. There are going to be obstacles. At that moment, at that prayer garden, I leaped off the cliff. There's one thing that Steve Harvey always said, and I, and I like Steve Harvey sometimes. He said, once you leap off that cliff, it's not like your parachute is going to open right away. You're going to hit some rocks. You're going to hit some bumps. You're going to get some bruises and everything like that. But your parachute will open. It's going to open. You know, if you take the risk, it's going to open. You're going to hit some obstacles. You're going to, go, you're going to fall a little bit. You're going to take a knee. You're going to hit that knee. But you got to get back up. But he also said if you don't fall off that cliff, if you don't take that risk, you'll never know what's on the other side. And for me, the scariest part was taking the risk. And trusting in God. But once I sat there and I leaped off the cliff and trusted in God, oh, oh, every obstacle had a blessing. Every obstacle had a blessing for me. And these are my blessings to come. So now that I have these blessings, I'm working four times as hard to keep them. So like I said on my blog, I thank I thank my family and my friends for never leaving my side when I was down and out. And I also thank the ones who slandered my name, who hated on me, who called me all types of names because you fuel my fire. You fuel the the literally burning fire that's in me. You fuel it because that is what keeps me going. Literally. That is one of the things that keeps me going. When you talk and you slander my name, you don't even got to say a word. You can think it. I'm not perfect, people. Not by a long shot. I'm just giving you what God has given me. I'm giving you my testimony. You feel what I'm saying? And I thank God every day. When I got in my apartment um, Saturday, I literally prayed over this whole apartment. I literally cried because God has brought me so far. He's going to bring me. Oh, my God. He brought me so far. And I felt and I feel that I'm changing every single day. Um, I've decided a major key uh, that I'm not smoking until I get my master's degree. I'm not doing it anymore. Now, don't get me wrong. I love marijuana. I love it. I advocate for it. Um, we're going to have a show about it one day. But. I'm not me personally. I'm not smoking until I get that master degree because I have things that I need to do. I have places that I need to go. I have people that I want to meet and I have business ventures that I want to get off the ground, just like my podcast that's getting off the ground. I have business ventures. I have things that I want to do now. 
Anybody else who can handle it, that's fine. But me, myself right now, I want to handle this first. I have a lot of stuff on my plate right now. And that's enough. So thank you, God, for never leaving nor forsaking me and always being there for me. You know, so like I said, if you want to see the full testimony, um, go to my blog post. It's on Wix. Uh, dot com. It's Tyranza H five dot Wix dot com slash Vontae's world. Um, I will put that link in the description when I uh, post our podcast today. But we're going to get into the hot topic of the day, of course. Um, so, like I said, I want to I, I want y'all to ponder every question that I come with. Okay, so who apologizes more, men, women, men or women? Now, I, like I said, I got this question. Um, I, this question popped up in my head because I've seen some pictures on the shade room. Let, let me just FYI this. The shade room is one of my favorite media sources. They got everything and anything. They got like 10 million followers now. They, they the bomb diggity dog. Um, <laughs> but this came off a picture where it was like, you know, I'm, it was, it was a, a note to Arthur and it said, I'm sorry. Can we just eat now? Can I get some food? And it made me think kind of made me ponder who who apologizes more and if one or the other does apologize more why don't we apologize for shit that we do in relationships now here's my opinion on this here's here's my take on this i feel as though both sides don't apologize for real at all honestly um now in 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 my head i will sit here and say that men apologize more than women but women will attack me and sit there and be like, no, no, they don't apologize for shit, which is very true. And that's why I'm saying I feel and I agree that both sides of the coin, men and women, don't apologize at all. This is the thing here. We have to start taking responsibility for what the fuck we do in our relationships. If we fuck up, we have to say we fucked up. That's the thing. We don't like to say that we fucked up when we when we actually fuck up something in a relationship. We don't want to say it. We don't want to apologize for it. And if we do apologize for it, it's more so an apology just to get over it. It's not an apology to sit here and say, okay, babe, I'm sorry. What can I do better? No, it's a, okay, whatever. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? And that's on both sides. You want to apologize to get over it, to get past it. The issue, the, the, the situation at hand it's just not going to go away because you give me a fake an apology or you give your significant other a fake apology. You know what I'm saying? Because giving your significant other a fake apology is, is like giving them a non-apology at all. You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're not apologizing. You're just sitting there saying you're sorry just to, just to make the other person feel better. You see what I'm saying? And in a relationship, you have to own up to your wrong. That's not even in a relationship, but in a, in any type of fringe, any any type of ship situation, um, you have to own up to your shit. You know what I'm saying? You have to own it. I know for me, I, I I own it. If I fuck up, my bad. I apologize. What can I do better? You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, a lot of us don't know how to apologize. We want to sit here and just be like, okay, well, I don't know what I did wrong. But when we, when somebody tells you what you did wrong, you don't want to hear it. 
right? You don't want to hear what you did wrong. That's the thing with most of us. We don't want to hear what we did wrong. We don't want to open our mind and open our ears because we think that we're always right. Myself included. I know that I've, I've, oh, I've, I felt like this for a minute. I felt that I, I was always right. No girl could tell me what I was doing wrong. I'll tell you what you was doing wrong. But the thing was, my problem was that I was always telling you that you were doing something wrong. And I'm like, damn, what the hell is she doing right? You know what I'm saying? And that was my problem. And I had to reevaluate myself with that. I'm like, okay, something ain't right here. Something ain't right with me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sitting here feeling as though the girl is doing everything wrong, but what am I doing wrong? You know what I'm saying? What am I doing wrong? And you have to reevaluate yourself first before you tell anybody that they're doing something wrong. Now, yes, people fuck up. Yes, we do fuck up. And we have to own up to it. But before you do that, you have to reevaluate yourself. What did you do wrong in that friendship or relationship that went wrong? You know what I'm saying? What, what, what caused it? Because... It just didn't go from, it just didn't go from, oh, she or he did something wrong and that's it. No, 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 no. Because that, your significant other or your friend or whoever feels the same way. You don't want to talk about it. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. We just want to pass it on and just leave it be. That's how things don't get solved. A lot of us don't want to sit here and like I said, want to sit here and even think to think that we're wrong. But most of the time we are wrong and we have to take that in stride because yes, we're wrong sometimes and that's okay. That's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong because once you own up to your wrongs, that shows how much of a mature person you are. If you are just sitting here trying to be right all the goddamn time, which none of us are, I'm telling everybody, all my listeners, all my viewers, you are not right all the time. You are wrong most of the time. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay. Even with the littlest shit, you can say the sky's red. You're wrong. No, nah, I'm right. Okay. But you're wrong, though. It's, it's still blue. Oh, it is blue. My bad. I'm sorry. You know, own up to your shit. The thing is, we don't like to own up to our shit. And when we don't like to own up to our shit, that is when relationships specifically go wrong. In a relationship, it takes two to tango. Y'all ever heard that saying? It takes two to tango. So if your feet are stepping on my feet and you're not owning up to that shit, we having a problem. Because you want to say, well, you're not moving. No, no, I'm doing it right. What are you doing? Hello? Come on now. We have to own up to our shit. We have to, it, it, like I said, it takes two to tangle. So you have to sit here and own up to both your shits. You understand what I'm saying? Like you cannot sit here and think that a fake apology is just going to sit here and, and cure the situation at hand because it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that at all. Fake apologies are like no apologies, honestly. Excuse me. Like I said, fake apologies are like no apologies. And if you sit here and have a fake apology, then what are you apologizing for? Do you even know? And a lot of us don't even know what we're apologizing for in the first place. What are we apologizing for? Do you even know what you did? Do you even know what you did? No. Because you just want to sit here and apologize and get over it. That's the problem. And, you, and we wonder why some relationships don't last. 
Because we don't like to own up to our shit. We wonder why some friendships don't last. Because we don't like to own up to our shit. You didn't own up. You or the other person didn't own up. Because like I said, it takes two to tango in a friendship, relationship, or any type of shit you are in. It takes two. And when something goes wrong, you have to own up to, you have to sit down and actually have a normal, civilized conversation without all the bickering, the yelling, and not everybody hearing each other. You have to talk. You have to sit there and speak and have a civilized conversation. So when it comes to who apologizes more, to me, it's not even who apologizes more. I feel like both sides don't apologize more at all. That they don't apologize at all. We just want to sit here and go with the flow and think that a fake apology is going to work. For men, we need to th- stop thinking that we're always right. No, I'm sorry. Yes. For men, we have to think, we have to stop thinking, we have to stop thinking that we're always right and that nobody is wrong. And that goes for women as well. Women, you have to stop thinking that you are always right and you're not wrong all the time because there are a lot of women out here that, that think that they're always right and they're never wrong. Now, I'm not categorizing all women. Let me make that clear. But other women sit here and think that they are always right. No, that's not the case. And men, that's not the case for you either. You have to sit here and understand you are not always right. On both sides, you have to sit here and think and actually mind your mind and think about, okay, what did I do? What did I do in this relationship? What happened? What what went wrong? What okay, what what, what can I do better? You know what I'm saying? And then It's funny because once y'all get mad at each other and everything and don't want to hear about it and think that y'all right, it takes y'all so long to actually understand that y'all were both wrong and then come back together. Why? Why? Why can't y'all sit there and just squash it right there? I'm I'm the type of dude where I'm like, okay, if, if you wrong and if I'm wrong, then let's squash it right here. You feel me? You want to run. Why does everybody want to run? Run away from your problem. Why are you running away from your problems? An apology is not running away. It's literally facing that problem right head on. So why are you running away from your problems? It's ridiculous. An apology is there to sit there and have a conversation, see what the problem is, and then apologize and move forward from it. Don't bring it back up. Don't sit here and be like, oh, well, you didn't. No, 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 no. Don't bring it back up. We've moved forward. We've moved on. Okay? So when I, when I ask that question, I, I, I want y'all to ponder that question for a minute. Because who really does apologize more, men or women? You know what I'm saying? Like I said, in my opinion, I feel like both sides don't apologize because we, we, I think we're always, I think we think that we're always right. And we need to stop acting and thinking that we're always right. Okay. Um, so that is the show for today. I really do appreciate y'all for hanging with us. Um, if you want to follow me again on Instagram and Twitter, it will be D-O-V. D, I'm sorry, D-O. I always get that. I always get that mixed up. My Jesus. Um, D-E-V-O-N-T-A, three underscores. Um, that'll be on Instagram and Twitter. Um, follow me or follow our um, our business page um, at Vontae's World on Facebook. Uh, Bthc. 
um, Tyronza Hicks and Company. So if you would like to book me, email me at tyronzah at gmail.com for any events, um, speaking engagements that you would like me to go for, um, have or anything like that. I'm very cheap. You know, I'm just getting off the ground with a lot of things. So if you would like to book me, please let me know, email me, do whatever. Um, and follow my blog. You know what I'm saying? Read my blog. I have three blog posts up right now. If you haven't read my blog post, like I said, I'll put the, um, the link for my, um, for my um, my website and my blog in the description below so you guys can go check it out. So I appreciate you guys for thank, uh, for kicking it with me um, on this great fun day Sunday. And we will be back next Sunday for episode five. I can't believe that, you know, I'm almost five episodes in. I'm so excited. This is such a blessing. Um, and like, I, um, and remember this, people, just remember, life is like riding a bicycle. In order to keep your balance, you have to keep moving forward. You're going to fall sometimes. You're going to fall. It's going to happen. But in order to keep your balance, you have to move forward. Okay? So, and that's by Albert Einstein. So, keep moving forward, people. Don't let the devil knock you down. Love, love, love. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. You standing and I started